going to be learning Lekutzi Siches, Chelek Yud Zayin, Parshas Yikrit, third Sicha. This is a Rashi Sicha. And just to give a little background before we start, in Parshas Yikrit, the beginning, talks about the Korban Oila. The Korban Oila was unique that it was completely burnt on the Mizbeach, unlike, let's say, the Korban Shlomim, which parts of it was burnt on the Mizbeach, part of it was given to the Kainim to eat, and part of it was given to the owners to eat. The Oila was completely burnt on the Mizbeach. In the Korban Oila, there were, you could use different animals. You could use um, sheep, goats, cows, and you can also utilize birds for the Korban Oila. The beginning of the parasha talks about using different types of behemoths, and the general process was that uh, you, you would shech the animal. After shechting the animal, the Kayim would uh, receive the blood in a kli called the Mizrak, and he'd receive the blood, and then he'd walk over to the Mizbeach, and then he'd dip his fingers into the... Um, to, to, this, uh, to this cup and sprinkle blood on the Mizbeach. Afterwards, they would t- cut up the oila and they would burn it all on the Mizbeach. That's by a regular animal. By the bird, it was a little bit different. What they did was the koin would actually be on top of the Mizbeach and then he would not do shechita, but he would do something called malika, which was he would use a, his, his, his thumb, had a, his thumb had a nail on it, a very sharp nail, and he would use the thumb to basically pierce the neck of the bird. And um, that would be in the place of the shrita. And then afterwards, he would take the bird and he would press the bird uh, um, against the walls of the mizbech and blood would squeeze out onto the mizbech. And then afterwards, he would take the bird and burn it on the mizbech because again, it was an oila, no parts of it were actually eaten. So with that in mind, that's the introduction. Let us read, let's start the sicha. Sifalaf. The pasuk of Ekriva Kain al says in the Pasuk that the Kayin would approach the Mizbeach with the bird, and then on the Mizbeach, the Kayin would do Malika, that is the process of piercing the, ne- the, the neck. So he would pierce the neck and uh, basically uh, cut off the head with his finger. And he would burn the body on the Mizbeach of the bird. And before he actually burnt the body, the blood would have been squeezed onto the walls of the Mizbech. That's how Rashi explained this Pasuk. So, so Rashi quotes the words, and the blood will be squeezed on the walls of the Mizbech. And he says, what does this word mean? So he says, it comes from the expression, so this is a Pasuk in Mishle, and what it's referring to over there, it's talking about the idea of anger. And the Pasuk tells you that mitzchalav is yitzi chama. It says when you press or you beat or churn milk, you produce milk. Mitz, apayim yitzi dam, if one presses the nose, or proper English would be hitting the nose, that produces blood. And mitz apayim yitzi meriba. That if one presses or pressures anger, um, that causes a fight. Or if one, uh, in a sense, stokes anger or squeezes the anger out of somebody, that will cause a fight. Uh, like an example will be is if you anger someone, you, you know, you're insulting a person over and over again until the person cannot handle anymore and he gets upset at you and he starts, that, that causes the fight to grow much greater than it was. So the 
so your mitzvah paim is that you're pressuring somebody with anger. You're pressuring his anger as you keep on insulting him, insulting him, insulting him until, boom, the anger is released and that causes a big fight. Rashi gives actually an example of their more of a der chagadata, but it expresses it nicely. He says, mitzvah paim, yitzimiriba, that he says, like a student who asks his rebbe, uh, questions. So sometimes he keeps on asking questions, it causes the Rebbe to get upset. So the Rebbe screams at him. So Rashi tells you that even though you ask so many questions and that, in a sense, got, uh, you, you put too much pressure on the patience of the Rav, you can still continue doing it because that will just cause Rav, many halachas to, to come forth. But anyways, that's more Haggadic type of interpretation that pressuring Anger causes rab. Mariba can mean fighting, it can also mean a lot. So he says, by pressuring your Rebbe, and even if he gets upset, that will produce a lot of tire. But what I'm trying to bring is, even by bringing it out, I, I wanted to show you how the word mitz means to pressure, to apply pressure on somebody, or apply pressure on a person's patience or on his anger, and that's what causes the fight. So that word mitz comes to the idea of pressuring. Also in our Pasuk, in Nimsadami means to put pressure on the body of the bird, and that's how the blood will come forth, or in other words, it means squeezing the body uh, of the bird. And then there's another Pasuk. This is a Pasuk in Yeshaya, which says there is, the milking has stopped. Um, this, is where, this is one of the nevuas about the nation of Mayav, about their destruction. And one of the things that Yeshaya tells them, that the, their richness, their honor, and their wealth is finished. And he says the words, that the milking is finished. In those days, the, the power uh, especially of the nation of Mayab, where the wealth came from, it came from the milk and the butter of their cattle. So he says, Ki there is no more, there's not going to be any more milking. But the point is, how is milk produced? Milk is produced through squeezing the udder. So again, we see the word mates means to squeeze and to produce through squeezing. So Rashi continues, And how does he squeeze the bird? He says he presses the base of shchita, that's the neck where the malika happened. He presses the neck against the walls of the Mizbeach, and the blood will, will be squeezed out and go flow downwards. So Bapashas Barashi Kam Lafarashas Tevas Venimsa. Teva Shulaniskra at Kaibakasov any lush and regila batara. So Pashas Rashi is coming to explain what the word benimsa means. This is a word that is not found until this point in the Torah, and it's not a common word used in the Torah. Therefore, he explains that it comes from the idea of mitzapayim, he offits where both of those expressions it comes from the idea of squeezing. He says, what is the connection between the beginning of the Rashi, where he explains the word Venimsa, to the end of Rashi, where he tells you the process of how they did the squeezing. As he says that you squeeze the base of Shechita, again, that's the area of the neck where they did the Malika on, against the wall of the Zbeach, and the blood flows downwards. To the actual translation of the word Teva, that Rashi would bring them both in one spot. As the Rebbe explains, If Rashi's Kvana was to explain you the process of squeezing, he should have brought this in its own gloss, its own Divra Hamaschal. As uh, we find in many places that, many, many places that always Rashi, when he has to explain a word, and he also has to explain this process of how something is made or done. So first he'll explain what the word means, and then afterwards he'll explain what the process was. But over here, Rashi's putting into one different even though really it's two different objectives that he has over here. 
Why? Then the Rebbe is going to ask another four questions, but the, the main idea of all these questions are, is that why does Rashi be, bring Dafka these two proofs? Like why these two are not other proofs? Um, why this proof before the other proof? Why does he... Why, why, why does he need two proofs, as we're going to see? But the main idea is, the question is, why these two proofs? Why does Rashi need to bring two proofs on the translation of the word Venimsa? And it's not enough, just bringing one proof. Why does Rashi pick these two psukim? Don't we find this lush in many places in Nach? So why Dafka these two? And Dalit, Yeser Mizu. He says, in Mishle, which is the a source of Rashi, the, as he says, that's actually a Pasuk in Mishle. So Rashi over there also explains what the word mitz means. He says, mitz comes from the idea of a yamatz tal, that the dew was squeezed, which is a Pasuk in Shaitan. Just to give you some background, over there, um, the Gemara, uh, the, the sorry, the the Shaftim is telling us that Gidoin did a, a test to find out if he, I think, would be should go out to war, or be successful in war, and what he did was he said that if he, he put down this fleece on the floor and he says if the dew will uh, be everywhere on the floor except for the uh, sorry would be only on the fleece but everywhere around it would be dry then I know uh, that this is this is coming from Hashem. So the next morning he got up and everywhere it was dry and then he picked up the fleece and he squeezed it and from the fleece came, in, uh, came out the dew. So again, we see that the word vayamatz means squeezing, the, sque- uh, uh, the squeezing of the dew. So, and that's how Rashi knows what the word mitz means in Mishlei. So v'im came haya Rashi kan lahav yisarai v'yamatz tam v'gayim So Ebezoi Rashi should have brought this proof of v'yamatz tam which was said in Shaiftim. Why doesn't he bring that? First of all, that Pasuk is in Shaiftim, which comes before Mishle. So he should have brought that Pasuk, because uh, that Pasuk clearly also the word V'yamatztal means squeezing, and Haraya Rashi actually brings that himself to explain the word Mitzapayim in Mishle. So why does he just bring it here? It's, it's the earlier source. And Bez, appears he says, more than that, the Pasuk itself in Mishnah is actually learned according to Rashi from the Pasuk and Shaiftim. So this Pasuk itself that Rashi is bringing of Mitzah Paim is, we only know the Pshat from this Pasuk and Shaiftim. So why don't you just bring the Pasuk and Shaiftim? And hey, the Bein HaRais Atzman Shehevi from the two proofs that he brings, he first brings the proof of Mitzapayim, which is said in Mishnah, and he doesn't bring the Pasuk Yofetz Ames, which was said before it in Yeshaya first. He first should have brought the Pasuk Yofetz Ames, which means that the milking is finished, which is said first in Yeshaya, and then afterwards he should have brought the Pasuk Mitzapayim, which is said later on by Mishlei, which was, as you know, written by, um, which is in Ksuvim. Vav. The Pasuk HaRishan, the Mishlei Nizkeres Halashen Mitz, Beis Paman Le'ilmenei, Lefnei Mitzapayim. It says, Mitz Cholab Yetzi Chama, Mitz Af Yetzi Dam. Barashi Perushe Hevi Davkes Apam HaGimel. It says, the earlier Pasuk HaMishlei mentions the expression Mitz two times before it. It says, the, the, the squeezing of milk produces butter, the squeezing of the nose produces blood. So Rashi doesn't bring those first two times where it says the word mitz. Rashi specifically brings the third time where it says mitzapayim yotzi miriba that from the squeezing of the anger produces uh, produces fighting. Why does he bring only the third time and not the earlier two times? So at the base where the rabbit begins the 
Pirish. But just to give you a little introduction to the answer, because there's a few different points that the Rebbe is trying to explain in Rashi, what, or what Rashi is trying to do. So first and foremost, of course, Rashi wants to explain to you what the word Vinimsa means, that it means squeezing. But as we said, if it was just to explain the word squeezing, he could have brought uh, many proofs from Nach, not specifically these two. He could have brought the proof already from Shaifteh. So that's one thing that Rashi Taka is trying to do. He is trying to explain the word that it means squeezing, but he has additional concerns. So another concern that Rashi wants to explain is the tense of what the word venimsa means. Because um, venimsa literally means that it was squeezed. It doesn't say who squeezed it. It doesn't say the coin shall squeeze the bird, but rather what it said in the Pasuk is that the coin will do the malika, and then he'll burn it on his back, and it will come out that there is blood on... Uh, the blood which was squeezed on the Mizbeach. So he wants to understand that expression and that blood that was squeezed. Uh, and the main issue over there is, is that it doesn't, the implication of the Pasuk is that it's not the Kayin squeezing the blood, but rather it's something which is happening on its own. And we know that by the carbon Oila, one of the main avoidists uh, is to do surika, to throw the blood, or in the case of the shkita, to squeeze the blood. But from the Lashon and the Pasuk, it's not even mashva that the kain's supposed to squeeze it, it's mashva that actually that it happens on its own. That after he does the lika, it will come out that there is blood which was squeezed on the walls in the Mizbech. So, the, so Rashi wants to explain, uh, wants to explain that. So that's the second part. He wants to basically try to tell us there is an act of squeezing and not just something which is an outcome of squeezing. So let's read it inside. He says, Abir b'cholzeh. Rashi is not just coming to tell us the explanation of the word nimsa that it means squeezed, but he's actually also coming to answer another question which, uh, which, which occurs in this Pasuk. He says, Nimsa hulasha nifal, nasa shadam Nimsa is a passive expression. Meaning is that there, there will be squeezed blood. Something which will—it's something which happens as if on its own. That the blood, the squeezed blood, will be found or will be on the walls of the bech. Meaning, Meaning is that through burning it on the mizbeach, through doing the malika and then burning the mizbeach, there will be blood which is squeezed on the wall of the mizbeach. But it doesn't say who's doing it. It just it seems like that it just has to be there. It doesn't say that there's an actual obligation for the coin to do it. Look at our. Uh, 12. Meaning it's not through a specific act for the mitzvah of the blood. Rather, it's an outcome of some other pu'ula, something else which was happening. Let's say he was doing the malika that caused some blood to spritz out, and that fell on the mizbeach, or maybe caused the blood to squeeze out of the bird and came onto the mizbeach, but it's not something the, the, the coin is actually doing. Um, again, the reason why I'm pointing out that maybe it means spritz it out, because at this point we don't even know what the word venimsa means. Venimsa, we're trying to say means squeezed, but that's actually where Rashi's trying to prove. He's trying to prove A, that it means squeezed, and we're trying to prove that it means that the coin actually squeezed it. Without Rashi's explanation, we could learn it out, that the blood was just spritzed out, or the blood was found on the walls of Nizbeah. But Either way, the point is, those are the two details. So, any moving, he says, it's not understood. We already know from the earlier Pasuk about the carbon oil from the Behemah, as we know, Chumash Vayikra starts off first talking about the oil of the Behemah, that there are many avoidists in the carbon oil. First, there's the Shechita, and then there's the Zrik Sadam on the You do the Shechita, then you throw the blood on the Zbech, and then you burn uh, the oil, you know, the different parts of the animal itself, the different limbs on the Zbech itself. 
So Nela Eula has child in your name. The Schleimer waited a shrita batar Messina Kamis and Gamma Gamba Eulis Aif, as Baif Baham Lika Bamaka Shrita. He says, Schleimer, the idea of shrita and burning the body of the animal, we find also by the Eulis Aif. The only difference is by the Aif, they didn't shacht with the knife, rather, they used the, the finger to nape the neck uh, of the bird. But either way, the point is that there was the killing of the bird, either through shrita, uh, by the animal, was through shrita, by the bird, through malik, and then there was the burning of the body. But we do not find by the bird, the oilas of bird, an avayda of zrika. Zrika is one of the most, one of the important avaydas, uh, as we know that it's the blood we keep on saying, which is mechaper, al not just the main avayda, but the main part that actually brings forgiveness is the blood. Look at ara. Uh, 14. He says, but mistaber it's makes sense that the, the main avaydas are similar to each other. He says, which is kasha by czar. So therefore, a shrita is not even one of the main avaydas, because even a czar, you don't need a kind to do it. So therefore, to have a difference, one does malika and shrita, which A is still somewhat similar. But even though that there are differences, and, and, but that's even kasha by czar. But the main avaydas, which is the burning of the body and the, and the throwing of the blood, which are the essential avaydas of the carbon, that l'chayra makes sense that it would be the same. And that's what's bothering Rashi. That since logically they both should have these avaydas, but from the Lashon of the Pasuk, it's mashma that there was no zrika. Rather, the blood was just there. So therefore, l'chein l'achar she'evi Rashi es ha'irais al ha'lashon v'nimsa ha'isa v'kasra she'nifel she'v'nimsa ba'ide avayda pulusa. And therefore, Rashi says, after he brings proofs that the word v'nimsa means to squeeze, he adds that this nifal um, of v'nimsa comes through the avoida and the act of the person. Upulam yuchadis. Koivish beis ha-shchita kirim ezbeach, v'adam etzmatzah v'yoyra derech avoida zrika zadal mezbeach. That meaning is that the avoida is done through squeezing the beis ha-shchita onto the wall mezbeach, and the blood flows downwards, which that is similar to the zrika zadal. So this is where Rashi's, things that's bothering Rashi is, shouldn't there be the avoida of zrika? So therefore, what does Rashi say? First of all, he tells you that the, the, this, the idea of the nimsa means to squeeze. And then he tells you that how was the squeezing done? It was squeezing through the kayan, pushing the blood against uh, the body of the, uh, the bird against the mizbeach, and that causes the blood to flow out. So therefore, there was this union of zrika. And now, of course, we have to understand the proofs. How does Rashi know that? How does Rashi know that the nimsa needs to come through an avayid of the person? So the nimsa still means that there is blood which is found, but he says, how is, but the word nimsa itself means that the blood has to be found through the squeezing of a person. So Venimsa doesn't just, just, just mean blood which is found, the blood which was squeezed out, which is on the side of this bear, but Venimsa means that there is an act of squeezing which causes the blood to be there. So Alpiz Gimel. Look at R16 before we go on. He says, What about Another two important parts of the Veda of the carbon oil was also accepting the blood in a, in a vessel and then taking the blood to the Mizbeach. So, you know, by the bird, you, you didn't have that, Papashtas. Because the bird was done on top of the mizbech, you do the malika, and then you'd, you didn't have to accept the blood in the You didn't walk anywhere, A, and also you didn't accept the blood in anything it was in the bird, and then you just squeeze the body. So what about Kabbalah Valacha? He says, According to Pshut Shemikra, 
it, it, it seems like the accepting the blood and taking the blood to the Mizbeach was just a part of the Zrika. Like you shaft the animal, but in order to get the blood to the Mizbeach, you got to take, accept the blood in a cup, and then you walk over there, and then you spritz it. So by the bird, which was on top of the Mizbeach, and, you don't, and it was, you, you don't need to accept it, and you don't need to take it anywhere, you're right there. So therefore, those avoidances were necessary. Meaning is that they're just part of the Zrika itself. So when it was necessary, you did it. When it wasn't necessary, they didn't need to do it. But... Um, but the actual zrika would have been an essential avayda. Therefore, the question is, where was the zrika by the avayda? And the answer is, the squeezing of the body of the bird against the mizbech, that was the zrika. So, gimel, apizah, muvin atam shabach arashi lahavi, raya mishnei psuk meiladavka, mnei shehem mudgen shetoichen v'nimsa mitz kashrim pulas adam kvisha. Now we can understand why Rashi chose to bring these proofs specifically. Because in these two psukim, it stresses that v'nimsa, the squeezing, is connected to an act of man. The extraction wasn't just extraction that happened on its own. It has to be an extraction which happens through a man acting, which is kavisha. In the beginning of the Pasuk, one of our questions is, if we're just trying to bring a proof that mitz means squeezing, why doesn't he bring the beginning of the Pasuk of Mishlei? The squeezing of milk produces butter. The squeezing of anger produces blood. Uh, the squeezing of the nose produces blood. He says, He says, that would not be a proof. Because again, the first thing that we're trying to prove is that nimsa means squeezing the base of shechita. Nimsa doesn't just mean that there is blood on the side of the mizbech or that blood was extracted from the bird. It needs to be that the blood was extracted in a way of squeezing. That's very important. That's point number one. It was blood which was extracted through the process of, of, of squeezing, not just blood was extracted because you cut the neck off or, or you dropped it and blood came out. It had to be specifically because of squeezing. So bringing the, the beginning of the Pasuk wouldn't have proved anything for that. Why? He says, because the production of butter from, um, butter from, the, from the milk and blood from the nose is not done through a pressure or squeezing. Rather, it's done through either hitting or beating uh, beating, another word for beating would be churning the milk. So you're, 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 you're churning the milk or you're, you hit the person's nose and then the blood comes up. There's actually no squeezing, uh, which is done over there. We are Sarah Mizu. The Pamim Bahadav may love, Achamat Safa may love, but Bahalav may allow. Chedam Shaisis Ma'atzmin Af, Krishan Rebbe Pazis. And furthermore, he says sometimes this can actually happen on its own. Sometimes the butter floats to the top of the milk on its own. And sometimes the blood can flow from the nose also on its own. So it wouldn't have been a proof, if we would have brought the Pasuk, let's say that the blood flows from the nose or the, the mitz, the, we, could, we could translate the Pasuk, mitz, a pai means that the extraction of the nose produces blood. But it doesn't even necessarily mean that you did an action. It doesn't say you pressured the nose and the blood came out. It could mean that just the mitz a that the extractions from the nose, which can happen on its own, that's what produces blood. Or the extractions that come from the milk, even on its own, that's what produces uh, butter. But either way, the point is, it's definitely not the idea of squeezing. Therefore, Rashi brings only the end of the Pasuk, which is that the squeezing of anger uh, produces fighting. Because over there, the word mitz is in the same uh, frame as the idea of squeezing the base of shkita. Uh, idea being is that you're squeezing and you're pushing the anger outward. So you, that, that's what produces the fight. 
In other words, that first of all, A, it's not, definitely not happen, uh, happening on its own. Anger has to be provoked. So it's A, you're provoking the anger, unlike those other things which technically happen on its own. And second of all, how is anger uh, uh, expressed outwards? It's because you're putting pressure on the person. You, let's say you're insulting the person or you're, you're testing his patience until he cannot handle it anymore. Once he cannot handle it anymore, only at that point is the anger uh, expressed. So therefore, uh, mitzvah time would actually work. The other two words in the Pasuk would not work because they do not mean squeezing. They could mean hitting or just a production uh, pr- uh, extraction that happens on its own. Mashenkin by a pr- by provoking something to anger, it's something which is provoked. It's something that the person does, and it's something which is pr- pushing. That what causes the anger is because you're applying pressure to the other person until he, in a sense, loses control. He gets upset and, and, and you know starts screaming at the person. So that would be the similar to our idea is that the pressure of the body against the kirmizbech is what uh, causes the blood to flow. So that's why. He brings that proof. Just to bring that proof would not be enough. Because at the end of the day, the squeezing of anger is not an act. When you're extracting the other person's uh, anger, that's not really through an act of literally squeezing the person. So we're trying to compare the two, but one's really emotional, one's really an act. So therefore, you could definitely have a case to say that these are two different things, that mitz maybe could be used as an application of provoking somebody's anger, but maybe provoking somebody's anger would not actually translate to the same idea as squeezing the bird to produce blood. So even though logically, we definitely know from here that there is an act being done, but not necessarily could you translate that into a physical action of actually squeezing. The provoking you know, I don't know how that, maybe it wouldn't be translated by an action to the act of of squeezing. Uh, You're provoking the person, uh, you know, somehow we're saying that the provoking and, you know, insulting him, insulting him, that's what applies pressure to the person that causes the anger to flow. Like you're you're doing, so so the idea is like pressure, you're using your force, like this kinetic energy to cause something to come out. So the same thing by the insults that you're throwing at that person, you're, 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 you're pushing out from that other individual his anger. That's like the similarity. But again, one's b'maitza, one's emotionally. Therefore, Rashi brings the second proof from the Pasuk Yishai that the milking is finished. As Rashi explains over there, that what is the milking? That this is referring to the milk and the butter, which is squeezed from sheep and from cattle, which that is an action. It's not, the milk doesn't come through hitting uh, the behemoth. Rather, you squeeze the udder, and that produces the milk and the butter. So that seems like a very, very good proof, because A, it clearly means that you have squeezing, which is, you know, the first thing that we need to prove. And second of all, it's, uh, it's something which is done through an act, a physical act of the person. So, the, so that seems like a very good proof. So why doesn't he bring that one first and only that one? So there it explains. But just to bring that proof, that would not be enough. He says, over there, it's not enough because you can translate the word mitz not as the act of squeezing, 
or the act of milking, but you could translate the Pasek as a description of the wealth and the honor that is produced by the cattle. Meaning is that the wealth uh, that the people of Mayat had was through the squeezing of the milk and the chama. So in other words, that ki mates, you could describe, you could translate the Pasek as that their wealth is finished or that the, the, the milk that they produced um, is is done. So ki mates could be a noun. Basically, you could describe it as a noun and not actually of the as, as a description that ki mates, we wanted to say it means that there's no more milking, like the actual act of squeezing to produce the milk. But the truth is, he says, you're able to translate as ki mates more as the idea of that the that the that the milk itself is finished. There's no more milk, meaning is there's no more richness. Kapirish Rashi Sham, as actually Rashi explains it there, Hamitshulcha, that your juice, your uh, your uh, which is Ashrecha, Faidacha, your richness and your honor, Shahayulcha, Yidate Sainacha Bukaracha, which was through your your sheep and your cattle, Shat Mitsets, Maham Khalabachema, that you would squeeze from them milk and chama. So in other words, that it could be that the Pasuk over there is using hamates not as the verb of, of milking, but it could be used as the, as the product itself. That there is no more in a, you know, squeezed milk. There's no more richness over there. And what as we're, as we're, and we're trying to say it the whole time is, remember, we're not just trying to prove that the word mitz can mean a product of something which is squeezed, but we want to say that mitz means the actual act of squeezing. Because in our Pasuk, we, we could translate the word in two ways. It could mean that there is squeezed blood on the side of the Zbech, or the Koyin squeezes the blood which is found on the Zbech. So if we're just going to say, bring the, the second Pasuk from Yeshaya, which also means something which was squeezed from the, from the cattle, so we could just go back to our Pasuk and say, you know what it means? It means that there needs to be something which was squeezed, uh, squeezed blood on the Zbech. But not necessarily that the Koyin has to actually do an act of squeezing, you know, even if it happened in some other way, uh, that would also be good. So for that pasuk would not be enough. Therefore, Rashi first needs to bring the proof of mitzapayim, because over there the word nitz is definitely an act of pressure, right? You're insulting the person, you're pressuring the person. So there it's very clear, we're not talking about the pro- with the byproduct we know is the fighting. So the mitzkas, the, the, the pressure or the the provoking of anger is what produces the fire. So it's, it's definitely an act of mitz, of applying pressure to the other person. So therefore, that's the first one which is brought, because that's the main thing that we're trying to prove, that there is a, that, that, that the koyin needs to be doing an act. Because again, that's the main thing that's bothering Rashi, that where's the zrikas adam? So by showing that over here means, the nimsa means, it's specifically a type of squeezing that happens through an act of an individual, um, that's the first proof. But, but we cannot be satisfied just with that proof on its own because since that is an emotional type of squeezing, we might not be able to uh, translate into something which is physical. Therefore, Rashi brings a second proof where we see that the word mitz is definitely going on the physical act of squeezing. Just over there, it's not the actual act. It's the, it's the, it's the um, product that comes out of squeezing. Right? So one of them proves, again, so the first Pasuk proves, mitzapayim proves that there needs to be an act by an individual. The second Pasuk shows that mitz could mean a product uh, which came from 
um, uh, comes from a physical act. So we see that mitz could also apply to a physical act. And what would be the physical act over there? It's very clear that if the physical act, it's talking about milk, so it's something which you have to squeeze the udder. So we know that the word mitz could be applied to squeezing um, and extracting uh, one thing from the other. So that would be very nice regarding the blood and, and the bird. And how do we know that uh, it's not just the, you know, the outcome, that you have the milk which was produced from the udder, or you have the blood on the side in this bath? That's from the other word of mitzapayim, which that shows that the mitz is, is not a mitz that could just happen on its own, but rather has to be a mitz which is produced by an act. Sif Dalad. So, the reason why Rashi doesn't bring the proof from Shaiftim says that you squeeze the dew from the shearings, which that's also an act. That seems like a fantastic proof. We know, we see, first of all, it means squeezing, and it's also a physical act. That would seem like a better proof. And then you only need to bring one. He says, he says, the reasoning is because early in the Pasuk, it says that he, which actually, that means he squeezes the Gaza, he squeezes the shearing, as Rashi explains, so over there it says that he, that he squeezed the Gaza, and the, uh, the, the, the um, dew was extracted from it, or oozed from it. So therefore, since the, the squeezing was already done, so therefore over there, the yomatz is not going on the act of squeezing. Rather, it means the actual extraction of the tal from the giza, because the Pasuk, as actually the end of the Pasuk says, that the dew which oozed from the shearings filled a bucket of, uh, filled the, the, the water bucket. So therefore, we didn't want to bring that as the proof, even though it, it shows on the general concept of, uh, of squeezing from something which is physical, but it actually wasn't the squeezing, that was just actually the byproduct. So the truth is over there, you want, might not even know the, the idea of squeezing. All you really know is that it's something which is extracted. But yamats could just mean a flow. Doesn't actually even tell you how it was done. If we didn't have the word v'yazar, v'yazar tells you that he squeezed it out. But technically, uh, if it wasn't for the word v'yazar, all we know is that some, it flowed out of the giza. We don't know if that happened on its own, and then it filled up this bucket, uh, all the, that Pasuk Patala says that the Yamaks means something which flows from another object. So that wouldn't prove either the two main points that we're trying to say is that A, that has to be an act of squeezing, and B, that has to be an act of squeezing uh, through a man, and I'll add a third thing, that has, has to be a physical act. Therefore, this is not a perfect example for our situation where Benim Saddam is coming to stress the idea of squeezing the base of Shrita. Not that the blood, the blood flowed from the bird on its own, but rather that he had to squeeze the, 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 the base of Shrita against the wall, and that's what caused it to flow. Rashi is coming to explain the common denominator of these three nyanam. Meaning, the question that the Rebbe is asking now is, why in Mishle does he bring this Pasuk and Shaykh? We're saying over here it wouldn't work because it doesn't fit with our Pasuk. But why does it fit over there in the Pasuk and Mishle to explain the word mitz? So the Rebbe explains because there it's really we're trying to figure there's a different issue. Over there it says, mitz chalav, mitz af, mitz so over there, it's actually, regarding the mashal, Mishle is a mashal, a parable, to try to ex- describe thir- certain ways, of, you know, ethical ways of, uh, of behaving. 
So for there, regarding that mashal, actually, it's not really relevant how these extractions come out. It doesn't really matter if like the blood comes out because you're hitting it or because you're squeezing the nose. The main thing is that we're trying to give comparisons of that you have one item and by doing uh, you know one act to one thing that can cause a second outcome. And the main idea is that if you you know you, you insult your friend or you anger your friend, that's gonna cause a fight. Like the you know the, the act effect and the, the the act and effect. It's not really relevant the way or the act that was done in the milk, the uh, nose or the anger, because on the contrary, each one actually has a different type of act. It's rather what's relevant over there for the mashal is that there are three, is there's a common denominator that all three of them have a certain outcome. They produce something, they produce some type of juice, or they produce a derivative. Therefore, the proof that he brings from Shaitan fits well. Because over there, Vyamats means that there's something which flowed from the geese. And that's our whole point. That if you hit the nose, blood will flow. You anger a person, a, a, a fight will uh, flow from that. So, therefore, he brings the Pasik in Shaitan. And remember, as the Rebbe pointed at the beginning, Rashi will always bring the first source. If he needs to explain what a word means, he'll always bring the first time that the Torah says it, as long as it fits the context. So in Mishlei, the, the, the Pasuk from Shaiftin works. So he brings the Pasuk in Shaiftin. Maybe he could have brought other Pasukim, but that's not a problem. He brings one Pasuk. He doesn't bring two. He just brings one, because he explains it well. And it's the first Pasuk in the Torah. Mash. And by us, since we have different things that we're trying to accomplish. He doesn't bring the first source. Rather, he brings the ones which are specifically in Yeshaya and Mishlei, because they are the ones that um, help us, uh, or proofs for what, how Rashi is trying to learn the passage. So, Pikol, and now moving down, Masha appears to Kavish, Beis Shrita, Huv Bidivir Rashi, Beis Divir Maskal, Hemshech Laharaya, Melashainis Kulu. So, now we could also understand why Rashi explains this idea of squeezing the Beis Shrita, and that's brought as a continuation of what the word Vyamatz uh, means. He brought two proofs of the words Vyamatz means, and then he describes the process. Our question at the beginning was, why is he putting it all in one Divir Maskal? He says, He says, because this is relevant to his pshat, because his kavana is also trying to explain to us that benimsa is through pressure, is through pressure. So therefore he brings that in there, because that's his main pro- one of his main problems. In addition to describing the word means squeezing, but benimsa seems like it's something that happens on its own. Therefore he has to give two proofs that benimsa is not something which just flows on its own. Or at least in our context, it wouldn't mean something which flows on its own. It's something which is done through an active man. And then he describes what exactly is this act which would happen by the base, uh, by by the bird. It means squeezing against the base of shrita. Okay. Uh, just one last idea at the point before I go weiter. The Rebbe is not trying to say, or Rashi is not trying to say, that the word mitz always means through an active man. He's just trying to show that it could also mean that. So in our context, when we're missing the idea of zrika, which is one of the most important parts of a carbon, uh, and Rashi saying, where's the zrika? So Rashi just needs to prove that sometimes in the Torah, Venimsa means specifically a squeezing, which is done through human action. Um, and once he's able to prove that, then that answers our question. Where's the, where's the zrika's adam? He says, oh, Venimsa means that the coin has to do that. How is it found on the, on the side of his back? It's not just found there. It's Venimsa that the coin... It's found there because the coin actually pushes the, 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 the body of the bird against the wall. That's why it's 
you know, just there. So the, so what the Pasuk does mean, Benimsa is a, a passive, that there will be squeezed blood found on the, uh, squeezed blood on the side of the, of the wall. But how do you have squeezed blood? The word Benimsa doesn't, doesn't mean in our context, just squeezed blood. It means blood which is squeezed through human action against the side of the, of the, the side wall of Mizbeach. We need to understand why is it relevant to be relevant over here to stress that the squeezing of the blood was specifically through and therefore Rashi had to bring these two psukim and not through some other type of pula. Um, why taka can't we just say that maybe the coin hit the bird? And the blood came out onto the side of the Mizbeach. So you want to do some type of comparison to Zrika, okay. So why can't it be that he hit it and, and the blood flowed out of the bird and goes onto the, the side of the Mizbeach? Why does it have to be specifically this way of Kvisha? So he says, according to what we explained, that Rashi's trying to tell us that the Nimsa is a type of Zrika. Just like by the carbon behema, oilus behema, there was a zrika. Also by the oilus aif, there was also a zrika. But the zrika by oilus aif is called benimsa. Therefore, there needs to be a similarity between these two acts. And when would you see the similarity? This is only if by the bird it was kvishos through squeezing, as the explains. When the blood comes out through hitting the nose, it's not in a way that the, 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 the entire time while the blood is flowing, it's because of a, of a pula that the person's consistently doing. He's constantly making, he, hits the, he has to keep on hitting the nose every five seconds for more blood to flow. That's not what happens. Rather, the hitting causes the initial uh, blood to start leaving the person's known, and then the blood continues to go and to flow on its own uh, because of some type of vacuum effect. That once the blood starts coming out of the nose, it's a vacuum effect that causes it to continuously leave the nose. Is that when we're talking about squeezing, for example, milking a cow? The continuous flow of the liquid is an outcome of the act of squeezing, which is caused by person, by the person, that the person is constantly squeezing the other, and that's what makes the milk comes out. The second he starts stops milking the other, there will not be any more milk. Therefore, since the nimsa damai is in place of the zrika, so we know that the zrika, the spritzing of the blood by a oilas behema, is done through the act of the kain. The kain dips his finger in and spritzes. So this is the blood. Um, you know, first of all, he accepts the blood into the cup. He takes the cup and he's and he's walking with the cup all the way to the zbech, and then he puts his fingers into the uh, cup and he, then he spritzes it. All of this is happening through the koyach of the of the kain. Okay. Therefore, Rashi explains that also is through squeezing because that shows how it's constantly his uh, his energy. So therefore, um, just what could what what is another way of explaining vinimsadamai that there was we could have translated vinimsadamai means that there was blood which flowed from the from the bird which was on the wall of the zveach. Uh, 
But that would not have been good. Even if it was done through a way of hitting it. Let's say, you, you, you know, the guy, he stood next to the Mizbeach and he um, starts hitting the bird and hits the bird enough times that the blood starts flowing from the blur, bird and he holds it next to the uh, wall in the Zbech and just continues, continuously, continues flowing the entire time for however long it's needed until the, all the blood comes out. So that would not have been a continuous act of the Kayin because the initial hit and whatever came up because of that initial attack would have been because of him, but the c- consistent flowing would not, been, uh, would not have been because of his um, constant force. Mashain came by Zrika, where it's my energy which is causing this blood to be spritzed. Or when I'm doing Kvicha, where it's my pressure which is calling the blood to squeeze out. It's constantly the void of the Kayan. Mashain came by other ways of blood being found on the walls in the Zbech, which could do, be just because of the initial. Uh, and, you know, from the Mashmois of the Pasik, if we want to, didn't want to explain it like Rashi did, the only real way of explaining why there would be blood on the Zbech, because it doesn't say anywhere that he hits the bird. And you want to give it this big chiddush that he hit the bird and the blood comes out. It doesn't say that anymore. The only real other way to explain the pasuk is that through the malika of the bird that caused the blood to flow, and the blood continues flowing until it goes on to the zbeach. So that is not something which he's, as I said, continuously doing. He did one malika and then the blood's flowing, flowing until it goes onto the wall of the zbeach. It's not going to be the constant act of the uh, client. Therefore, it would not be similar. So that explains our Rashi. Let us go into the Yenishal Torah. Sivvav. So the very famous words of the Ramban regarding the Avaida of the carbon which is done to bring forgiveness on the person. Not all karbanas are to bring forgiveness, but many are. So he says, regarding those karbanas, the person should think that he sinned against the Shem with his body and his, and his, and his soul. And it really, it's, it should be his blood and his body which is being burnt. Um, it's, it's only because of the kindness of Hashem that he takes an exchange. He takes the blood of the korban instead of his blood. He takes the life of the animal instead of his life. So basically, you're thinking about how you, you sinned against Hashem and really, you're not deserving of life. And instead, but you bring a korban instead of that, and you're supposed to be realizing that, and you know, take that to heart, and then going right there, you dedicate yourself to the service of Hashem. This is also the same idea of the bringing of the fat of the korban on the zbech and, and the sprinkling of the blood. Um, some korbanes, the oil, as we said, the whole thing was burnt. Let's say a shlamim or chatas, these other, well, shlamim is not for kapar anyway, but let's say a shlamim, that they would take the fat and burn it on the zbech, and that meat would be eaten by the Kainim and the Bailim, and the blood would be spritzed on the Zbech. What does that mean? This is the Chela for Hatikha Beslavos, which is the Dam. The idea is that <clears throat> the fat is, shows on the person's pleasure. The, the blood is the heat and the excitement and the Slavos. And what the idea is that a person needs to give over his, his, his pleasures. And his excitement, give it over completely to Hashem. Meaning is that he his, he finds his pleasure in God. He finds his excitement in serving Hashem. Therefore, at the end of the first type of karbanis, which is written in the car, uh, which is the carbon oila, and we know that the oila is brings forgiveness for someone who didn't do an essay, or if he did a lav, which could be rectified through an essay. For example, if someone uh, someone took, let's say, the the um, someone, some, let's say, someone stole. So you're able to fix that essay by returning the money. 
So you so to bring have a kapara in addition to obviously returning the money, you would bring a oila. So medayik Rashi v'nimsa damei zrikas hadam shavzeh ikar carbon. So Rashi writes over there um, that that the blood will be sque- there will be squeezed blood on the side of the wall. So Rashi tells us that that is the main part of the carbon. Um, actually, that's it's not from Rashi. That's that's from the. Uh, I'm not sure. If I, that's not from Rashi Alatai. I think that's from the Tereskainim. The Rebbe brings the Aris. Shateichan hakapar the kapar the carbon who be inyan hamitz hakavisha the skafi bittel hamitzia. That hamitzias. He says the main kapara of the carbon is through the mitz that which is squeezed from it. That's the idea of skafia. It's nullifying one's identity. Vazai habitel. As I had done, then the blood is squeezed and flows downwards. That means that the blood flows and is squeezed out of him. And that excitement gets turned over and goes into the flames of Hashem, meaning as you still have that excitement and pleasure, but it's, instead of being for this world, it's being for Hashem. Therefore, Rashi brings this pasuk of mitzapayim, because through this idea of mitzapayim yitziriv, that expresses berem as the whole idea of a chat and the idea of tshuva and the idea of chat of, of uh, and the kapara on the chat. Okay, so we're going to see this from Rashi. Again, that the main idea of Rashi is telling us that this mitz, the squeezing, brings the blood to be squeezed and go downwards. That the excitement of the person is given over to Hashem. Now let's get it read it in detail. Chazal tells whoever gets angry as if he did a vaydazar. Because at the moment that a person is angry, the amuna leaves him. Because if he believed that everything came from Hashem, then he shouldn't be angry because he knows that Hashem did it. And whatever Hashem does is, of course, for his best. Meaning that through anger comes an expression, expresses his distance from Hashem. It says, if he did a Vaidazar, you know, he's totally separated. As the altar explains, that any Aver that person does, uh, he, he, which he transgresses the will of Hashem, he becomes separated at that moment from godliness. Which is the same idea, that's uh, the same outcome of Avaidazar. Just like when a person does Avaidazar, what is he doing? He's saying, he, he, he's making, he's basically transferring religion. He's giving himself over to a different God. So, similarly, by any Avaidazar that a person does, he's, give, he's basically making himself his own God. Uh, like he doesn't want to do what Hashem wants, he's separating himself from what Hashem wants in the service of Hashem, and rather he's going to do what he wants. So, therefore, it's like serving himself, it's like serving an Avaidazar. So, this is the inner meaning of. The squeezing of anger, um, the outcome, the squeezing of, of, of anger produces fights. Through sinning, this, case, this causes a fight with Hashem. Therefore, by anger, why does it says anger is really a euphemism for, uh, for sin? That when you sin against God, you cause anger. But why does he using the expression of anger for sin? The reasoning is because anger really stresses this idea that you're separating yourself from Hashem. Because only by those only certain averis does it say that it's like you're doing a vaydavaydazar. Meaning is only those averis that really express how separate you are from Hashem does it say like you're doing a vaydazar. Anger is one of those 
uh, Averis. And as we explained, the reasoning is because when you're angry, you're clearly saying that this did not happen from Hashem. You're, 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 you're saying that this is not coming from Hashem and I don't like this. This doesn't fit with my agenda. That is literally the idea of a Vaidazar. So, and that, this is very clear. As Vera points out, really every Avera has that in a certain extent. But by anger, it's very, very clear, this idea that uh, he, his lack of belief. So when a Yid brings a carbon and he does tshuva, he says when he brings it, it's also an idea of mitzapayim, but this is mitzapayim for the good. Meaning is in this way, this is the idea of koivish kasai, which means he suppresses his anger. And does more than that, not only does he suppress his anger, meaning is the anger to do Novera, but rather he actually gets the Yetzirah angry against the Yetzirah. Which the truth is, this is by every Avera, that a person suppresses and, and insults and hits the Yetzirah, and he's, he's, he's upset that he did the Avera. Like, how can I do such a horrible thing? How could, he, he feels horrible about it. So this, this beating of himself, um, that's about him being separated from Hashem. So this, through this, you make a fight with the Yetzirah, which that is a good thing. Of course, just to point out uh, that, that this is not a good thing to do on a daily basis. The author of it says in Tanya, this should be done at specific times, either when a person is already depressed or sad, so he could utilize that moment or that time to um, think about, uh, I guess, the bad things that he's done and utilize that to, uh, for the good. Or you're supposed to actually make set times, like every Thursday, uh, set times in the week, like a Thursday night was one of the examples where a person thinks about his life and tries to rectify what he does wrong. But you're not supposed to do so on constant basis because that would make a person depressed and you need to serve Hashem, of course, with Simcha. Um, you have to look in Tanya where it goes through all the different rules. Um, how it's, You can never do this while you're working and never do a cheshman while you're learning because these things are just distracting. It has to be a very set times. Even, I guess, when you are depressed from other reasons, it can't just be, oh, right now I'm going to do it. You have to take that depression, set aside a specific time to utilize it, and then... Uh, to truth at that moment. Therefore it says anger, which is, is actually a plural, because there's two types of angers over here. There's the initial fight which happens with Hashem, and then there's the suppressing of the anger, and the separating himself from, uh, uh, from, from Isser. When he has truth and he brings a scorpion, which brings him to a fight with the so it's interesting because also means pressure. So there's, pre- there's the pressure that you give um, which causes a fight with Hashem and then there's the suppression or the pressure that you're holding in um, the Yetzahara or you're insulting the Yetzahara. I guess over here also Kaivish maybe suppressing is not the best translation. Over here Kibush means that you're actually oppressing the Yetzahara. You're insulting it. You're showing how bad it is and that causes another fight. He says the Altabah writes that a Yid is not actually shy to do Nevera. Yid has his Nefshalik. His Nefshalik only wants Hashem. So, how is it possible for Yid to do Nevera? He said a Yid naturally doesn't want, is unable to be separated from Hashem. When a Yid does Nevera, this is some type of cause. Something that caused it from above, Kibiyachal. He 
He says, this is an union that Hashem causes above, and therefore eventually every single Yid will do tshuva, because the true essence of a Yid is connected to Hashem. And why does he taka do nevera? This is for whatever reason that Hashem has above, that he puts him into a certain scenario or a certain situation that he wasn't able to overcome it, as we discussed it in the prior weeks, about how the Yidin at that point in time are able to do the chet egel. So the Gemara tells us, which is give a pischem peh the, uh, for the balai tshuva. Not to go into that tzicha again. But the point is that there's always a reason why. So the question is, why does Hashem ever need to put you into this Yerida and this Hester of Hashem that comes through a chet? Why can't Hashem just give, why, why, why sins? Just a person should only desire to do good. So Rashi continues that after a person fights with Hashem and then he fights with the Yitzhahara and he makes a fight with the Yitzhahara and, and by doing Shuvah, Rashi continues that off it's a mess. This is the, there's no more milk. The milk is fi- uh, finished. This is the milk that comes from the Tzainabakar, meaning, uh, meaning is that the, the juice that comes out of the squeezing after doing tshuva, that is like milk. Meaning, there is a salkadite, there's a thought process in the Torah that milk actually should be aser, because uh, either because the blood is transformed and made into milk, or because milk is from Avram and Achai. But the Torah tells us that actually it is mutter. We don't care. It's not. It's not. Doesn't have these issues of Abraham and Achai or Dam Nekar On the contrary, it's one of the things that Eretz Yisrael is praised with a land flowing with milk of honey. That's actually one of the proofs of how we know that milk is mutter. Because why would Eretz Yisrael be praised with milk if it's um, something that we can't drink anyway? So all we are allowed to have it. So this shows on something that should have been Asr, but the Torah is moderate and even gives it praise. So He says, spiritually, the ultimate purpose of the, the fighting the, the, or the squeezing of anger, which produces a fight, the ultimate purpose of the fighting with the Kaddish Baruch then ultimately the fight with the Yitzhahara, the purpose is to, to, to bend and transform, to transform the bad into good. That all acts of Hashem is for a purpose. And even the Rashas has a purpose for the day of evil. What does that mean? Literally it means is the day of his punishment. But the truth is, everything Hashem does is for a reason. Even the Rasha, the purpose of his evilness is that the Ra will become day. This causes a pleasure to Hashem. What is the pleasure? From very sharp or, or, um, or pungent uh, flavors. That sometimes you have a food which are initially sweet. That's like a mitzvah. But sometimes you have foods which are bitter and, and, and sour. But when you spice them properly and you fix them and you add, you, you, you fit, make the food good, it becomes very pleasurable and causes the nefesh to be revived. And that causes, this is the idea that the glory of God will rise up in all of the worlds. Meaning is that in a way that dafka tshuva has a certain pleasure that even a regular mitzvah tzaddik is unable to do. Because dafka the tshuva is able to take something which is bitter and sharp and transform it to good. So that's the idea of the second pasuk, that there's no more milk. So over here, the Rebbe's not really describing, I think, the idea of that the milk has, uh, there is no more mitz. 
but rather he's trying to show that mitz literally means mitz is something which is produced from, um, from squeezing. I think that's the, more the point, not the alphabet's part, but the idea of the chalav, which is created from the squeezing. And we're saying is because through the first part of the squeezing uh, and the fighting, ultimately, uh, maybe kfs, maybe you could translate kfs through the bittel. Fs means nothing. Maybe through the bittel, that produces the mitz, the juice, the milk, uh, and the pleasure that it gives to Hashem. Actually, I like that shot, but um, the Rebbe doesn't say it, so I have to point that out. Okay. Have a good job, everyone.